The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law of the prophets. I have not come to abolish, but to fulfill. Amen, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter will pass from the law until all things have taken place. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar, go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body thrown into Gehenna. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body go into Gehenna. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a bill of divorce. But I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, unless the marriage is unlawful, causes her to commit adultery. And whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to your ancestors, do not take a false oath, but make good to the Lord all that, all that you vow. But I say to you, do not swear at all, not by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your head, for you cannot make a single hair white or black. Let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot in this passage. Where do you want me to start? <laughs> Come on, my children, where do you want me to start? <laughs> no, this is, it's really fantastic. I mean, I think the first thing for us to do is to, to situate in its proper culture, in its proper context, right? This is, this is Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and it's, he's early on still, right? But he's already given us, prior to this, uh, something of, of what we'd consider to be uh, the, the banner under which Israel is to march and move. Right? They are, they're called to be the light of the world. They're called to be the salt of the earth. They're called to, to show forth and, uh, bring, and bring about, live out God's shining and saving purposes. Yeah? And, and, it's, and it's to the people, again, that Jesus has gathered to himself to be part of his force to renew the world that he, that he issues these commands. Yeah, so he's, he's intent on the renewal of God's people, even if this means that he is 
reforming God's people anew, like even reforming the idea of what it means to be God's people, namely now not through ancestry, right, not through the tribes of Israel, but through the call of Christ Jesus, he is making a renewed people to be about the work of restoration in the world. This, my friends, is, is where the good news is. Why? Because I don't, well, let me, okay, let me say this, let me say, I, I have to do a brief commercial break, yeah? This is like the YouTube habit, you know, you get like 30 seconds in, you have to get the, yeah, you tell everybody what's going to happen, then you get the break and you get a commercial that seems to be aligned and maybe a little bit not, but you find it out later. Anyway, okay, sorry, I have to do it. The chosen, that's right, the cho- yes, the chosen is, is a beautiful production, and I will, I will offer this. I've just, I just finished watching season three. It's a, it's a massively uh, creative, beautiful production. There are like eight episodes in The Chosen. It's about Jesus, by the way. Sorry if, if you haven't heard about it. Jesus, okay? The Chosen. You're the Chosen. Okay, anyway. There are like eight episodes in that, in that season. I think I cried in like six of them. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, right? I mean, I get away with watching a movie once and maybe crying at it because it catches me by surprise. I know what's coming in this thing. I've read the script, you know. It's like there's nothing surprising. The way that, it's, the way that it happens, can I say, touches the heart. It's the significance of, of really anything in the kingdom of, kingdom of God, the building of the kingdom of heaven, is, it, is how it moves and heals, restores, gives strength to the heart. Okay, that was the commercial, and it's related. I'm coming back. This is it. Jesus, what is he doing? He's, he's, getting, he's getting to the heart of the matter. And what is the heart of the matter? The heart of the matter is your heart. That's the heart of the matter. You go, go, okay, fine. Go back and read these prescripts, right? These commandments. Boy, he's really ratcheting it up there, isn't he? Well, you pro- if, if you don't think so, you missed it. Should I read it again? It took a while. It took a while to, to read it, so I don't think I'll read it again. Right? You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill. I say to you, whoever is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. We're all in a lot of trouble now. Are we not? Are we not? Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't take the voice from heaven this time. You know, it was like, yes, we're in trouble. Right? This, because, look, if it's, a matter, it's a, if it's simply a matter of Jesus coming to propagate a new set or series of commands, we're in trouble. Because we can't do it. And this is part of like the reason why I cry at the chosen, right? Because I'm, I'm because I'm looking at it, I'm looking at the life that Jesus is calling to me, calling calling me to, and I and it, in my depths I can't of my own strength I can't. And what happens in my heart is that I find myself then saying, "Yes, Lord, I focus. I'm going to keep my eyes and my heart fixed on you. And if I have my my heart fixed on you." I can go where you lead. So, look, this is, this is not then, um, again, simply Jesus cranking up the moral demands. This, this is a victory that Jesus has won that is now to be implemented in our hearts and lives. Jesus overcame anger and hatred. 
he took on the anger of the enemies of Israel within Israel and outside of Israel, and he suffered under them and overcame them. And he gives us his life, he breathes his life into us so that we can go that way with him. We can go the way of self-giving love with him, right? Look, Jesus, Jesus knew what it was to be, what it was to live the salt and life, salt and light life. Yeah, he did it. He accomplished it. And now we follow him on that way. He, he knew what it was, right? He, he overcame anger. He lived the truly human way. And he's calling us to live that way with him. Yeah, we've got a whole bunch of stuff. There's a whole bunch of stuff that I'm going to leave unaddressed. You're wise to come to the 7.30 Mass. The 11 o'clock Mass, is, it, it's going to be probably a 22-minute homily. But this is, it, just, it is what I know. You can feel sorry for them. They enjoy it, so <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> this is it, though, right? There's, there's a whole bunch of stuff in here towards the end. But it's all about the renewal of our hearts. Because without that, it doesn't actually matter. All this stuff matters. It matters a lot. And I would, I would offer that, especially as we prepared this, like we can change or whatever it is before Lent, we should read it. And, and it's fine if we come to it and say, man, I'm going to fall short. But we've been called to it, and Jesus is giving us the strength to do it. This is why I think it's, it's beautiful, and I'm thankful for Fred to, uh, to uh, be celebrating his, his first Holy Communion today. It's, it's absolutely the right time to draw our attention to Holy Communion because it's in Holy Communion that we're receiving Jesus and we're, we're receiving in the flesh and into our flesh Jesus' own life of love to sustain us on the way so that our whole life, like his, can become an expression of God's own life of love. He gives us love, right? He, he loves us, capital L, and we, re we return love, little l, for big L, love. Right? That's, the, that's the whole of life for us. And here we're, here we're caught up in a special way in that exchange where the love of God overwhelms us in our, in our being and, and starts to put us right at the core so that we can be about the work of the renewal of the world, the renewal of our relationships, the renewal of our families, the, the renewal of our, of our communal and national life, it all starts here. It all starts here in this exchange of love that we have been summoned to and that, and that now uh, enlarges and strengthens our, our hearts for the, for the salt and light life, the salt and light task that we've been called to.